is my talented and lovely co-host, Dr. Angel. How are you? Good. How are you? I am great. Always looking forward to this show every week. We just love to do this, don't we? Oh, we do. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And we have some very interesting topics. And uh, we had a lot of good response from last week's show on the questions and answers. I think some people were uh, like, where'd you get those questions? You know, these are real live people. They come from (laughs) you, our listeners. And we always appreciate when you send in your questions. I love it. Yeah, please do. Send them in because we have a show like that every two or three months about every quarter goyard2014 at gmail.com is where you would send your questions goyard2014 at gmail.com and you can text us anytime 24 7 365 it doesn't have to be during the show with questions comments anytime and we'll bring them up if it's not during the show we'll bring them up at a later time and that number is 727-888-4171. That's our Google number, 727-888-4171. Write that down and use it anytime, and we will be happy to respond to your questions, concerns, and ideas for topics. We, we always are looking for topics. In fact, you get some topic ideas from uh, the people who work under you, don't I you? I do, I do. <laughs> Yeah, so that's good. And actually, today's topic, tonight's topic, is really because of everything going on in the world today and in this past week, Dr. Angel, and we just felt really like we should address some of those things. And um, so what's our topic tonight, Doctor? We know we're talking about worry and anxiety tonight. Worry and anxiety. Whoa. Of course, none of us have any of that. Oh, no. No. No, no. (laughs) You know, and with there's been a lot going on this week. It's been kind of a crazy week. You know, the stock markets have taken some pretty significant dips. Yes. And, yes. You know, there's been a lot of people that I've heard that are worried and anxious about what's going to happen with their retirement accounts and their portfolios and financially. Absolutely. And then yesterday, the tragedy that had happened in um, Virginia with the shooting of the uh, media individuals and so awful it was was horrendous tragic and our hearts and prayers are out to their families absolutely absolutely so with everything kind of in this uncertainty i think we're kind of living in a lot of life of uncertainty right now and just socially and economically and in so many facets that this is a good time to address that worry and anxiety. It really is. It's pertinent. And, you know, with the world situation, it, it always is rather, 
I guess, tentative or whatever the word is, kind of crazy around the globe with all the different terrorism, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. I mean, in Paris. We just had the train thing. Yes. And the three Americans and uh, I guess a British young man also that were so brave and and all of that. Wow. I mean, and, and it seems like every time we turn on the news day after day, there's something going on, some tragic thing around the globe. Absolutely. And even just bringing it home to an individual's lives this week, I've heard a lot of, you know, anxiety have had uh heard individuals with their kids going like to high school or taking them off to college and just different changes and transitions can create some of that worry oh absolutely definitely kids getting yeah going to college and and starting school and for even little people (laughs) you know for the little ones the little ones getting ready to go back to school and that so we're going to talk about worry and anxiety and worry are pretty similar aren't they doctor they really are and it's just kind of that feeling of uneasiness you know when your mind's kind of dwelling on troubles or maybe perceived troubles or something that's just uncertain right it's kind of that feeling that you get in the pit of your stomach when you're not sure exactly what it is you're upset about. You forget for a minute. You, you know that oh, feeling? I know that feeling. And you know there's something that's wrong in your world, but you're not. And then suddenly, oh, there it is again, you know, or whatever sometimes it might be. That, the, when we talked about in previous shows, the little hamster wheels in our head where your yes. mind's just thinking yeah. and thinking and you just can't like seem to turn it off. Right. And so you can't rest or you can't sleep or you can't do what you're trying to do because this this thing is just constantly on your mind absolutely if you happen to be listening to us on starcom media network which is across the united states and in different countries welcome to every one of you also not just our tantalk1340.com listeners but we want you all to know that you're a part of our show and we want to hear from you and we are beginning to hear from more and more people so feel free to jot down that google number one more time and text us your questions, your comments, your ideas for shows, whatever, 727-888-4171. So we are in the studio and excited about this show on worry because I think all of us can relate, Dr. Angel. We all have those times of being uneasy and just kind of edgy, and we're not exactly sure sometimes why we are, but we are. True. Right? Absolutely. And it's true. not. It's, that doesn't feel good. It does not. (laughs) It's not one of those things we go, you know, I remember as a kid, doctor, as an introduction here, uh, my mother was such a worry wart, worry wart. You know, maybe we should call the show that, but uh, she really was. And so often as a kid, I would say, quit worrying. And as I got older, I would say, you worry too much. And she'd say, but I have to do that. That's what I'm supposed to do. And and you you know that if I didn't worry about you, it would mean I didn't care. Would you address that concept? You know, a lot of people believe in that <laughs> fallacy that worrying that is a fallacy. care. And it is a fallacy right. because, you know, worrying has some negativity. And there are some, a few positive things with worrying along the way. We're going to address that tonight, too. But we can care without having to put our bodies in this. It's overdrive. And that's what worrying really does. Overdrive. It it causes our mind to kind of go in this overdrive as you constantly focus on what might happen. So it's the what ifs of our lives? It's the what ifs. Because (laughs) we don't usually worry about things that have already happened. No. No. They don't stress us because we can't do anything about them usually. It's done and finished. Yeah. So it's the what is going to happen. Do you think it has a lot to do with the fact that so many of us are driven to try to control our circumstances and make things come out the way we want them to come out, whatever the situation might be? 
Well, you know, it is that control. As humans, we really try to control we our do. environments. And we, we need that because that kind of makes us feel like we have power. And that power right. is something that human nature strives to have. Unfortunately, we really don't have that control over our environments that we might think we do. Like we don't have control over the storms that might be approaching. Good point. You know, there's that, you know, tropical storm turning hurricane. Out Erica, right now. Yes. And it has it, a lot of people worrying right now. Is sure. What's going to happen? Where is it going to go? Is it interfering? I just heard I left the office today and someone has a cruise planned for Monday and they're worried. Can oh, I go on yeah. vacation? Exactly. Yeah, I saw. And when you look at it on the news, you see the cone, and it it could come all through Florida in the next few days. And with things like that, they're so not predictable that who knows? And does cause some anxiety and sure it does, absolutely. So all those weather things we can't control. A lot of times we cannot control things that happen to us on our jobs with our superiors or and all of that, right? True. There's so many parts of life we can't control. Absolutely, we don't have that control. And so But we think we do. We do. And we feel like we do and we kind of live like we do. So when something is feeling like it's out of control, that's when we really start to worry. Aha, there you go. Because we 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 need to get that control back in some way that we really never had. Just like the economic market taking the dive. We had no control over that. It started exactly with a right. foreign country. Right. China's market took the dive, which kind of trickled down to us. None of us had control over that. And so that's where we have to kind of learn where what we control and what we don't. So a lot of times we get into these these bouts, I will call them, of worry and anxiety that really cause so many problems in our lives. We're going to talk about that tonight. But a lot of times, we the, the events that have come to bear upon now our situation, which is full of worry and anxiety, are things we can't control. And that's the point we need to really hit home with people. How can we, you know, how can we change some of that? We we have no control over this hurricane coming our direction. No, we can't. But there, but we can be prepared. Okay. And we can take the actions that we can take. And so we're going to kind of get into that as we talk about worrying and not how to overcome that chronic worry. Okay. Worrying in small degrees can be very helpful and actually a little healthy. Really? Worry can ever be healthy? It can. If you didn't worry about the storm, would you go to the store and get water and batteries and candles oh, there you and supplies? Go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. You know, uh, people worry about a job interview. So what does it cause them to do? Maybe practice interviewing, maybe mm. learn more about Prepare. the company. Okay. Prepare. Sure. Right. Test. Another big thing people worry about, kids especially. Maybe they study a little bit more. Maybe they're taking okay. it more serious. All right. I didn't think about worrying that. I, worry has a negative connotation. It really does. But it, there are parts of it that it can be very positive and in small bouts. Yes, because it gets us on our toes. It kind of okay. helps us know in a short period of time that I might need to put a little more focus here. Okay. All right. So it's there is good worry. All right. There is. Now, would you say that most worry is not good? Most worry is not good. <laughs> uh, don't you think a lot of times, and we just mentioned this, but I'm going to go back to it. The people really worry about things that haven't even happened yet. Absolutely. And it's just that whole what's going to happen. The what ifs. The what right, ifs. The is, what ifs. Is uh. the, really what it's about. And so what happens is negative worry is excessive. Yes. It's something that's going on and on and on. You know, when we're worrying about a job interview, it might be for a day, a night, a couple of days before the interview. Right. But then once the interview is done, the worry is done. Right. Now, maybe you're thinking, will I get the job? Will I not? But the, it, it changes. 
And so it's a short period of time. So any kind of worry that's in a short, controlled period of time can keep us on our toes and, and be okay. positive. That's but a good way to look at it. That excessive worry is where the negative and it's uncontrollable. It's, you can't just stop thinking about it. Wow. And it's true. There are people, a lot of people around this globe who just um, just get into this uh, compulsive worry, I guess. I'm, I'm trying to think of another word for it, it but just over-concern or uh, preoccupation. Maybe it that's does. it. It kind of just takes over. It takes, uh, takes over your mind. You yeah. know, it just kind of does. It takes over. And so what happens when we have this, pro- well, anytime worry happens, it hits the stress response in our bodies. Okay. And so it activates that stress response. So we have that fight, flight, or freeze response. And that's part of our limbic systems of our brain. Everybody has it. Flight, fright, or freeze. Do you want to explain those? So, and those are so important. They are. So what happens is when that stress response is hit, so flight means you're going to run from that situation. Right. Or leave. Get yourself out. A lot of times, you know, danger can activate it. Um, right. Something act, uh, fright where you just feel that fear. And that's that kind of that might cause you to maybe study more for your test or to practice for your um, job interview or go get your hurricane supplies. Right. You know, that fright, it, you can still do something in fright. Yeah. Um, and then you, you have where you freeze. Wow. And you're just kind of, you just can't, you're immobile. And a lot of people are stuck in that frozen position. Hey, is that more common than we know? Oh, I think it's very common. And that's where people, they have a hard time making any decisions. Decision, because yeah. what if? What if this? And then what if I do this? What if this? And they're just stuck and they freeze. So they're just kind of wanting things to be, just go away. Everything be okay. And they just cease to be able to be very effective proactive or effective. They get stuck. Right? They get yeah, stuck. They stuck. And when we freeze, we're stuck. And yeah. so when you stay there for long periods of time, right, your body's continually releasing these hormones that aren't meant to be used for long periods of time. They're supposed to be for a short period of time to let your body know that something needs to be done, maybe for safety or for whatever. But that's what that system was created and designed in us to do. Uh, like, us. like adrenaline. Like you're talking about the people who some, somehow have superhuman power and lift up a car over somebody who's dying. Adrenaline. Or under, under Absolutely. That car. adrenaline. Yeah. Absolutely. So that stress response releases in our brain. It's our body's alert system. So it's kind of like that, you know, warning, warning, warning system in our body. Well, when you live in warning, warning, warning going off day after day. Do a lot of people live like that? Oh, so many people live like that. Okay. So this is normal to have these responses, flight, fright, or freeze, Mm -hmm. the, the three F's, but it's not okay to stay in those. No, not at all. These are, are meant to be designed to be very short-lived, right? Temporary. Temporary. Okay. So what happens is, as humans, we get used to this kind of thing, the, these responses, when we worry a lot. We just get used to that whole mindset, don't we? Right. And we get stuck in that fight, flight, or freeze mentality. And so our body is stuck releasing those stress hormones, those cortisols and all the high levels of adrenaline. And actually, if you look at fMRIs of the brain um, and someone who's had chronic worry and anxiety, their brain structure is completely different than someone who has it. Oh, my gosh. That's a huge point. Absolutely. I can look at the difference of just the scans and tell you which one has – because it it interacts with different parts of the brain. So what happens is it makes that limbic system, which is that fight, flight, or freeze system, it gets really big. Okay. Because it's having to deal with a lot of stuff. 
but it kind of stops communication to our frontal part of our brain, which is our logic, our reason, and our feelings. Oh, wow. So we don't make logical or reasonable choices. We can't think clearly. Boy, I'm glad you're explaining this medically and clinically. <laughs> this is really good, Dr. Angel, because it it gives people who suffer from this and who give in to this constant worry and anxiety, gives them a reason to try to do something different about it, right? Absolutely. Gives them a reason to realize this is dangerous. Absolutely. This is what I hear you saying. I hear you saying people who live in this constant worry and anxiety are in a danger zone physically. Oh, very much a danger zone because it's not just emotionally. Well, and that's part of the package. There's right. Phys- yeah, there's so many components to okay. what worry and anxiety can do to us. And so, when we stay in that prolonged period, our bodies we're not making good emotions. We don't have good control of our emotions. So when you see people who are very um, where they just react all the time. Right. A lot of times it's because they're stuck in that fight, flight, and freeze part and of the so body. so they just react. Yeah, they don't They don't logically come up with the right response. No, because they're, they're losing connections to that logical part of their brain, that reasoning part of that brain, because it's stuck in that emergency mode. It's like being in emergency mode all the time. Wow. I, you know, if you've ever been in a building where there's something like a fire alarm that's going off or... Um, you know, something like that, or or on TV, some emergency, you know, comes on, you know, hurricane time or whatever. It is not a sound you want to hear a lot. No. It's, it's like obnoxious. irritating, and it's like, please stop it, you know? You want to turn down the volume. It's not... But there's so many people, you're saying, doctor, that live in this all the time. And really, they may not be hearing that sound, but their constant worrying, playing all those tapes in their brain is doing the same thing. Oh, absolutely. And it, that's exactly what it's doing. So their, their brain is like hearing that alarm all the time. So it has to adjust. So then now it has to make that system bigger to handle all this flood of hormones. But that's the system that we are supposed to use to protect us. Okay. And for short periods of time. So then then when other emergencies happen, they really have a more difficult time handling it because that system is activated all the time. Oh, whoa, whoa. That's huge. That is a huge point right there. Okay. <laughs> because of this constant worry, anxiety thing, when something that really demands some worry or some attention happens... They really can't respond appropriately. No, they can't. A lot of times you'll see that full shutdown mode on yeah. people that when that happens. And shut down in the form of sometimes it's physical. They can't walk. They can't react. They Absolutely. can't talk even sometimes. And, it really And sometimes if that's something that they needed to get out of danger, they're unable to do that. So other risks can have be you, there. Have you ever had a dream where you're being chased or something? You know what I'm talking about? I, I can't think of one recently but i've had these sometimes and or you're falling and you can't wake up and you can't stop what's going to happen you know you you think or you don't hit the floor or whatever you know what i'm talking I about hear you. those kinds of dreams right mm-hmm. so you're saying it's this type of a thing where something is happening that does need your attention and need you to react a, an appropriate way but because you've overstimulated this worry center so to speak you're not able to react sometimes the way you need to. So it's Ooh. not working properly for the safety of, of you, which is what it's designed to do. This is very important stuff. So when the system's activated frequently okay. and for long periods of time. So those are our keys, the okay. frequency and for long periods of time. So short spouts of worry can be positive and they're okay. They're natural. They're part of the human experience. Okay. 
But when it's frequent and long periods of time, that's when we're looking at it can trigger hosts of health problems, first of all. Oh, boy. It, um, we talked about it increases our vulnerab- vulnerability to handle worry and anxiety and danger in our futures. Right. Um, excessive worry reacts. Um, we react quickly and intensely. So because that system's always activated, your reactions are going to be very intense and very um, quick. They're going to be reactionary. They're going to be impulsive. Sometimes those gets us in all kinds of trouble. And I have called that overreacting. Absolutely. I have called that in in situations in different people's lives that I've had to deal with. Or um, in real estate, as a realtor, sometimes people just plain overreact over something that is so ridiculous to get that upset about and screaming and hollering and whatever. Not that important, ma'am. You know what I'm saying? So something... So look beyond what the overreacting, because the overreacting is because they are always in that state, perhaps. Absolutely. So their body... I understand. (laughs) I'm learning, Chris. I'm learning a lot here. Okay. Because I deal with difficult people a lot. And, uh, you know, sometimes it just seems like it doesn't matter what you say to them, they're going to overreact. and You're just like, you don't even want to have to deal with this, you know, and talk to them about the problem, whatever it might be. Absolutely. And so excessive worry is harmful when it becomes so irrational that you can't even focus on reality. Or think clearly. And that's what ends up happening over time. You lose your ability to think rationally. Okay. So when there's a small trigger, it becomes a number 10 on your scale. Whoa. You know, if someone shows up late to an appointment, all of a sudden the whole world is going to end because you're not able to think rationally or clearly. Because remember we said that's in our frontal part of our brain that you're losing access to. Oh my, this is very important stuff. It and is. I think that we as a society human race need to get a handle on this and realize how important it is to not let ourselves live in that chronic state of worry and anxiety absolutely and we need to stop that and you can and that's the hope if even if you're in this heightened state all the time there are so many things and so many tools that we're going to get to that can help you stop it and reverse the effects so we should have hope there's so much hope. And that's what's so amazing about the way our brains are built is that you can rebuild your brain back to the way it needs to be. Well, that's good news. That's really good news. Okay. So for the person out there that says, uh, my mother-in-law, my friend, my spouse, whatever, is constantly overreacting and jumping the gun and screaming and hollering and just having a reaction that... Me forgetting bananas at the store just does not seem to necessitate that kind of an anger, you know. Absolutely. And so when you see everyone, I call it level 10. I mean, when I mean level 10, I mean like the absolute catastrophizing thing that could happen. Catastrophizing. Is that a word? It is kind of in my world. I don't think that's a word. I I think I caught you this time. I think you did, Chris. I think I got you this time. I think Dr. Angel just made up a word. Catastrophizing. Is that how you spell it? I don't know. know Do we remember what the word was where she actually had it and I didn't believe her? That's right. I don't remember remember that that, But she does this quite frequently, don't you think? She really does. And and most of the time we we give her the benefit of the doubt. Most of it, but catastrophizing? Yeah, no, I, I, don't, one, yeah. I don't think so. No. I am going to look that one up later. We're looking it up. <laughs> yeah. But it's where we make the worst case scenario out of everything. And right. um, I remember I had a patient years ago, and we talked about different uh, trigger levels or stress levels. And, like, you know, somebody being late or forgetting bananas at the store. Those are, like, ones and twos. They're pretty minimal. Yeah. But for this person, everything was the 10. 
Right. And so a lot of people live in where everything's the 10 and they react based on that. And everything's not the 10. Right. And so they lose that ability. They lose, they, they lose their threshold for stress. So actually they can take less and less and less stress as this system is activated for longer periods of time. So what they might have been able to handle higher levels in the beginning, now it's going to be continually lower to the point where they're almost catatonic and can't handle life. Right. Wow. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there like that. Oh, yes, there is. And, you know, if you know someone that we're describing right now, you don't, of course, don't give us their name, but please, uh, unless it's Engineer Chris, and then you can call him by just name. Just throw him under the just bus. Just throw him under the bus. But otherwise, <laughs> just send us a text with your little story and or ask a question about it, 727-888-4171. We're going to listen to a person describing his worry here in just a couple minutes. Uh, so stick with us here through our break and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. For the rest of your day. Yes, say it, kid. It's our problem free. Philosophy. Hakuna Matata. Welcome to our humble home. You live here? We live wherever we want. Yep, home is where your rump rests. <laughs> Is it time to consider a new pool enclosure or beautiful screen room for your family's enjoyment? Family owned and operated, Boyles Aluminum is the place to call for timely installation of all types of seamless guttering and screen enclosures. Boyles Aluminum is A-rated on Angie's List and with the Better Business Bureau. Check out their website at BoylesAluminum.com or call today for a free estimate at 727-504-9354. Mention this ad for a discount on your project. Boyles Aluminum, treating you like family with honest and reliable service. This is Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products.com. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. From the Sunshine State, this is Tampa Bay's Tan Talk. The simplest way to put it, I have problems. Uh, I worry about diseases, so... uh, I have trouble touching things uh, in public places. It's it's uh, almost impossible. I have a real big problem moving. Talk about moving. As long as I'm in my apartment, I'm okay. But when I want to go out, I get weird. Talk about weird. Talk about weird. Well, I get dizzy spells, nausea, cold sweats, hot sweats, fever blisters, difficulty breathing, difficulty swallowing, 
blurred vision, involuntary trembling, dead hands, numb lips, fingernail sensitivity, pelvic discomfort. So the real question is, what is the crisis, Bob? What is it that you are truly afraid of? What if my heart stops beating? What if I'm looking for a bathroom, I can't find it, and... Oh. What ifs, there they are. That is from the movie, What About Bob? That is. And you know, if anyone who's seen it, he was so fearful and lived in a yes. chronic state of worry to where he was almost immobile. And it was it's a cute comedy at the end, but it really captures where a lot of people are. It's a great clip right now for this show today. It really is. So, so funny story about that movie. Yes. When I was a kid, we had a stray cat that always came around. Yeah. And would never come in the house, but would always come around. Always around, always around. And my mom would always feed it and always feed it. It wasn't our cat, but it was would never go away. But we couldn't get it in the house. And so it just sort of became like our own little homeless cat that we right. took care of. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't. it wasn't our cat, so we didn't have a name for it. We named it Bob. <laughs> because it wouldn't go away right. no matter what but it was just you felt obligated to take care of it it wouldn't go away and it was because this movie was out and we right know, he didn't go away did he? No, he didn't go away. away boy that was a good clip chris that's great well chris i have one for you too real quick by the way catastrophizing is a word come on yes, she use it in it a up. sentence it means though predicting the most negative outcome or cata- catastrophic outcome for something so use it in a sentence Without a word. I did use it in the sentence when I originally used it. Well, use it in another one. <laughs> she is catastrophizing everything. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess we stand corrected, Chris. We're never going to win. Well, I know. We're going to keep trying, though. All right. So we are talking about worry today on Go Yard with Mama Mac and Dr. Angel. We're glad you're joining us. And you can text us your comments, your questions to 888, uh, no, 727. Let me get it right here. 727-888-4171 or shoot us an email at goyard2014 at gmail.com. And, of course, check us out on Facebook, Go Yard 1340. All right. So in our website, I can't forget that, too, Yard. 2014.org so we got a lot of shows right there for people to listen to so dr angel we're talking about worry we're talking about catastrophizing which uh we we concede to you that you did say a word that was actually a word and we're talking about people who overreact all the time don't we and they they spend their lives in worry and overreacting in that chronic state yeah, that chronic long state. turn over and over and over again. You know, so we, we got to kind of take it back. Anxiety and worry are normal. Yes. They are normal to being human. Right. So we have to remember that it's a normal stress reaction. However, that ongoing worry that can lead to all kinds of stuff and even mental health disorders. Right. And, and that kind of goes without saying, but things like generalized anxiety disorder, um, panic disorder, social anxiety, um, even post-traumatic stress disorder can be under that category. OCD can be under that category. Yeah. You know, and so there, there's really a host of those chronic anxiety things that can happen. But they all have the root in just worry, 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 right? Yeah. I mean, people with social anxiety disorder, they are worried about how they come across to other people. What people are going to think of them. Right. What, can I find the bathroom? Can I do, you know, yes. what, you know and it, it's this whole coast that keeps them from wanting to engage in social interactions. 
Yeah. And we already know living as an island as humans is not a very functional way for us. We weren't designed that way. Right. So, um, and a general anxiety disorder is not that uncommon, is it? Actually, no. GAD, which is kind of generalized. GAD? GAD okay. is what we call it. Generalized anxiety disorder is actually more common than you think. And um, in fact, in America, anxiety disorders that are clinically diagnosed, which means that they impede a someone's life enough clinically in two domains of their living, like work, home, social, emotional, um, there's over 40 million adults diagnosed with uh, some type of anxiety Whoa. disorder. In Those America, are people that have actually gone and got diagnosed. There's tons of them undiagnosed. that I've known in my lifetime that have never been diagnosed, but they have this kind of thing. Absolutely. And here's the thing. Anxiety, it can manifest itself in a variety of ways. So it does not discriminate. So okay. it is not discriminatory. So age gender, race, socioeconomic status, you, anybody can fall into this, fall prey to this. So, you you know, just because, oh, I don't have financial worries because we're great. You know, it doesn't mean you don't have other things that you're exactly. So anxiety disorders can hit anyone at any time, at any time in life. So you can be going along, buzzing, correct me if I'm wrong here, doctor, but you can be buzzing along with life and handling things pretty well and then slip into absolutely a, an intense worry pit. You can. And end up with an anxiety disorder? Absolutely. And what happens when you Whoa. start slipping into that worry? Just like quicksand, it, isn't it? It can be. Oh, that's a great analogy. Yeah. Just walking along and you're just fine. And then all of a sudden, quicksand. How is that not a bell ringer? <laughs> oh, 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 it is. It is. It is. You're right. You're right. It is a bell ringer. I don't see. I don't know what we do without you, Chris. I don't. Like, what are you looking at me like, huh? Oh, well, you were doing a great motion back yeah, there. Yeah, you know what that was. It just fly. No, but you're exactly right. It is like quicksand when you're just walking along and you know, minding your own business, and then you're suddenly treading sand. So going what down. happens is this: we get busy. We live in busy yeah. cultures. Our lives are busy. We have a lot going on. So, like something happens, and you're starting to worry about it. Maybe this financial thing. Maybe the hurricane, and you start worrying about it. But you don't really have. You're thinking about it, but you don't really have time to resolve it in your mind and get to some kind of conclusion for yourself. So then another thing happens, and you're worrying about that now. So we're we're stacking worries because we're not resolving them oh, as we go. Worry stacking. Worry stacking. Not good. Not Which good. Is why you're in the pit? Because after a right. while, you just continue that pattern, and it builds and builds and builds. And it becomes the new normal for a lot of people, right? True. And a lot of people who are, have anxiety issues, you know, they talk about sometimes they just feel like they're breathing out of a coffee straw. Ooh. Oh, and that's an analogy wow. I've heard in so many sessions with patients. Really? Breathing out of a coffee straw. One of those little tiny dinky things, Where right? They just, they're not getting that fullness that they need. So they're, they're just barely surviving is what they're, at least they feel that way. And so any little, not necessarily little, but any kind of life normal event can send them into a tailspin a tailspin right. absolutely yeah and the it, quicksand and, and we're talking about mental health you know depression and anxiety are the top two mental health disorders that we really i figured see they in were America. yeah so you know this is a big thing and it affects a lot of people and depression and we'll we'll do a show on that at some point but they're, they're so inter, interlinked, aren't they? They really intertwined are. Inter- is the word. There is a lot of intertwining between the two. Yeah. And we're going to even uncover that as we get deeper into this worry. 
in wow. society. But so there's no particular age group or ethnicist ethnicity. I'll say that. Or That's not that a word. <laughs> I got you. That is not you a did. word. That's a, way too many syllables <laughs> in there. Yeah, but it, it's not related to that type of thing, and it doesn't have anything to do with how old you are. I mean, you can be buzzing along pretty good for a long time and then get into this. Absolutely. Okay. You know, and I, I have it, my youngest son, um, he has um, OCD. Okay. Which is an anxiety disorder. And so, and he, he's had it since he was a little baby. So right. he, it was something that happened during pregnancy where I was under the stress that it impacted the way his brain developed. Is oh actually what happened. Oh my. Wow. Well, and helping him learn to cope. So he's he's 13-year-old boy now, but sure. he's had to learn how to do things differently and to cope and to, to take himself out of that chronic worry. Because OCD can be very debilitating to yes. where oh, you know, yeah. he used to not be able to even use a dish until he rewashed it or everything had to be so particular. And he's learned to let a lot of that go where right. it doesn't bother him like it did. Yeah. So even children can experience this. So there isn't any... Um, phase of life that this can't happen to someone. Okay. And there are people out there that can't, don't shake hands or mm-hmm. they're so worried about the cleanliness thing and they're constantly, uh, you know, using the Purell or whatever. And, and th- that to a certain extent is great, but, but it can, it can become can debilitating. Be. Absolutely. Yes, That's what can. we're saying. There is some positive. I mean, we should be clean from germs and things like that. But when it's kind of taking over your thoughts in your life, there's the problem. Right. Okay. All right. And so then that weakness, let's call it, that that constant chronic worry, that constant anxiety, that weakness really kind of opens you up to more and more of the same, doesn't it? It opens you to more vulnerabilities where you're, yeah. right, so it kind of leaves you in deeper and deeper in a hole. It's like digging yes. under you while you're trying to get back to the surface. And so it can feel very overwhelming. So even the slightest change in your routine or your life in any way is totally... It can totally tailspin you. I mean, I can remember there was a time with my my little guy when he hadn't developed the coping skills he has that if something happened and we couldn't do something that was planned that day, I mean, he couldn't handle it. It totally threw him off his game. And so it's something that he's had to learn to gain those flexibility coping skills, but it's taken a living with a psychologist as a mother. to. I was going to say, he's very blessed to have (laughs) you as his mother who can help cope with these things and teach him how to do it because so many people don't and they just think they have a weird kid. They do. You know, what they do is they bring him in. They say, give him the medicine, give him the pill. Right. And um, I can tell you that he's never taken a medication. Yeah. He's absolutely. Oh, I know him. And he's a great kid. And he, I, I would never have known that he had OCD. I, I would never have known that. Wow. Had you not said That's that amazing. today. No, I've never noticed that about him. He's a great kid. Okay. So back to this. Mm, panic and social anxiety and all these things that develop are really they just kind of sometimes can be outgrowths of just too much worry, too much preoccupation. True. And we get a little too busy to kind of deal with this issue and we kind of just let it sit in the back of our mind, but it's not going away. Our minds kind of relive it. So here's what's happening. When you find yourself, you're not able to sleep at night. Right. That's what's coming back there, up to there your There you go. That is a really, that's a heads up warning label right there when you can't sleep, right? Oh, absolutely. That's a warning that something is going on. And so, it, you know, 
It impacts your body when you experience excessive worry. We talked about the mental health. But you know what? Due to reasons um, that the excessive worry causes our body's uh, sympathetic nervous system to release stress hormones like cortisol, but, you know, it can raise our blood sugar levels. Right. So we could be, you know, experiencing diabetes, and we're thinking this is just this medical issue, but it can be rooted in this chronic anxiety and worry. Aha. And Um, I don't think a lot of people realize that. A lot of people, when they think of diabetes, for instance, they think that's just genetic. I got it from my parents or whatever. Oh, absolutely. And And it it is partially that. And it can be. And there can be medical components. And I'm not saying, you know, still treat it medically, but we need to also look at the other parts to this behind the scenes. Um, And I can just tell you, I know I've been borderline diabetic for years. And when I'm stressed, if I take my sugar, it skyrockets. My diet hasn't changed. Right. And so I, I can absolutely attest to how that happens. Um, triglyc- triglycerides are affected. So then we have, you know, people who have, you know, they're high. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I would help you if I could. Uh, okay. Well, the triglycerides are the fats in your body system when you have your cholesterol. Thank you. Cholesterol. Is it glucose? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our cholesterol. Yeah. A lot of people struggle, yeah. you know. High cholesterol, some a lot of people struggle with, and stress and high anxiety can absolutely impact that. Right. And then high cholesterol untreated can cause heart disease, et cetera. So so then there's short-term effects. Okay. Even though this we're talking about chronic, short-term. So, you know, we can have some of those panic symptoms like difficulty swallowing, uh, some dizziness sometimes. Some of those were in that clip from What About Bob, right? They were. Dry mouth. Dry mouth. He said, what what do you experience? You know, the clinician. The rapid heart rate. Yeah. And sometimes when people hit that full panic and they almost feel like they're having a heart attack and they're almost, because they're already fearful and anxiety, they kind of you know, go treat it like a heart attack or go to the ER, but sometimes it's just stress. Right. I mean, sometimes it is heart disease too. Fatigue. If you're, um, chronic fatigue is something that I hear people struggle with all the time. Right. Chronic fatigue is so rooted in worry and anxiety. So like chronic fatigue syndrome, is that what you're talking about? Like, yeah, where you're just people that are always tired all the time time and they never have any energy. So So. what are they doing? They're drinking all this Red Bull or all these energy drinks that are totally all over the market right now. So guess what they're doing? They're feeding their bodies with caffeine. What is caffeine? Mm. It's a stimulant. stimulant. Yeah. So guess what they're doing? They're putting their body in even higher Higher. Yeah. Ooh, high gear. Mm. So they're releasing those hormones at higher Have you ever rates. been around somebody who, who lives on that stuff? I'm not kidding you. They are a trip to be around. Every, they're in high gear. They're, they're just like, blah, 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 blah. you know, they just, they're going a mile a minute, and blah, 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 you know, yes. and it's irritating. Well, you think about coffee, you know, I, I for one probably have two cups of coffee every single day, but coffee's, I think coffee to different people is a little bit different because a lot of times it helps you focus. It can absolutely yeah. increase yeah. So your focus. It can. It yeah. can have negative effects where you start being so you know wound up and anxious and you know off the wall. But at the same time, it can also help you sort of re, you know energize and rejuvenate and wake yeah. up and wake focus. Up. Right. Mm-hmm. So it kind of depends, I guess, on as I long guess, as you don't abuse it. That's it. That's Isn't it. that it's right the there? Limit. But what's where's the line? Do you know? I mean, is there a line? How do you? Who draws the line? Does every person have a different line? And I when you so. cross it, do you know you cross it, or is it just too late? Well, I think it's when the people just can't function without it. Right. Yeah. And you what know, would they do if they missed their coffee that I mean, day? I enjoy my cup of coffee every day. But do you get a headache if you'd miss it? Oh, that's the caffeine I do. withdrawals. I do. Yeah, it's caffeine. I have, I have I go, to. Yeah. 
I'll get a headache. Yeah, that's the withdrawals because caffeine does do that. And um, headaches is also a symptom of a lot of stress. Right. So people who experience a lot of headaches and there's just you no know, real medical reason mm-hmm. why oh, stress can be. That it. is so common too, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, irritability. Right. You know, um, muscle aches, muscle tension. That's because your body's in that tense state yeah. all the time. It's going to affect that that muscle tension, back aches. Backs are chronic issues for people. And when there's really are. those organic causes like, you know, discs out of place or things like that, it can definitely be stress. Um, just nervous energy. Yeah. You know, where people just they are moving it, but they're not sure what they're doing or what's going on. Right. Um, the shortness of breath. Yeah. The hot flashes, the cold flashes, those extreme body temperatures definitely can be linked to stress and anxiety. Wow. Ooh, those are just short-term things. I'm so glad we played that clip earlier from What About Bob (laughs) because, really, he mentions all of that just about, you know, doesn't he? Yeah, he had it all. He had it all. And so so those are short-term, and those can be overcome. That's what we're saying. Oh, absolutely. And any any of this we can absolutely overcome. And that's the hope. And I right. love having hope. So, um, but let's just, while we're looking at some of the health effects, let's look at some of the long terms. Because this is where a lot of people are suffering and I don't even think they really realize they're suffering. Right. So what happens is it suppresses the immune system. Okay. So we're going to get sick more often. Yes. We're going to catch oh, everything. Don't you know people like that? I do. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't seem, it doesn't matter who they're around or they can be, you know, just walking through Walmart and they pick up somebody's cold. You know, I mean, it's just. It's true. Because yeah. what it's doing is it suppresses our immune system. Right. And so we're going to get sick more frequently. We're going to get, which just kind of complicates the stress issue because now we're anxious. We can't work or we don't have enough sick days or. So now we're having more things to worry about. Um, Sleep disorders. Sleep disorders are so prevalent in America. I don't, I know so many people. You know, I I, honestly, I just get tired of hearing it. I mean, it seems like everybody you hear about, oh, well, the doctor says I have a sleep disorder. I got to have, be on a CPAP machine and all that stuff. Or Ambien or this or that. Right, Ambien. I mean, so many people sleep, they sleep with Ambien. That's how they sleep. I mean, this is a chronic, um, you know, American problem in my opinion, because I hear it all the time, and I know you do. Absolutely. So here's what happens. When our body sleeps, it gives our brain a chance to to kind of rejuvenate itself. It's like rebooting your computer. It is. And so when we're not getting quality sleep or we're getting disrupted sleep or our brains just don't stop, our bodies don't have that ability to rejuvenate or reboot themselves. So we're kind of starting the next day in a deficit. Yeah. And so when we do that day after day, before long, we're going to feel really worn down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. That's good. Uh, Digestive disorders, um, gastrointestinal disorders, um, irritable bowel syndrome, a lot of these are linked. Um, We were talking about feeling worry in your gut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's what happens. We feel it in our gut and it affects our gut. So people who get stuck and, you know chronic diarrhea or chronic constipation those can definitely be linked to stress wow so when we say stress is a just an absolute no-no although we all live in it we've got to control it and manage it is really that worry what, yes that worry that we do manage over the stress yeah. and that anxiety that we're taking on um and and back to the rebooting your computer mm-hmm. because i didn't used to do that you know and computer guys said to me how often do you 
shut it down. I said, ah, every several days, I don't know, not very often. He goes, it needs to go down every night. It needs to go down every night, shut it off. And I don't know if that's true, but that's what this guy said. Okay. But I can, I can relate to that. Shutting that down every night, let it rest, let it reboot, do its thing that it does behind the scenes. Our bodies, I hear you saying, doctor, need to do the very same thing. Absolutely. They do. And there's some really kind of cool techniques. Um, we can kind of talk about for a second with sleep because sleep is something people struggle with. Right. So one of the great things is you can just clear your mind. I keep a notebook next to my bed and you can just brain dump before you go to bed. So that way your brain doesn't have to keep holding on to what it's thinking Explain about. Explain that. That is a great technique and i have the same thing it you works know, whatever's going on like if i have appointments i don't want to forget or if something's yes. bothering me or if i have a bill to pay whatever it is i just write it all down in this list and keep it next in a book next to my bed that way now my brain has released that information there you go and i don't have to worry about it all night long right oh i don't want to forget that appointment i don't want to forget that appointment because those are what if what if what if what if because that's going to come down. back it's going to drive you crazy during the night and so that's one great thing that helps with sleep. And then just some other things is having some good sleep patterns, like having a bedtime, even right. for adults. Yes. Um, we need that consistency. Our bodies need that consistency. And doing a little ritual activities to help your body wind down. Take a hot shower, read a book. Right. You know, just little things that you find ritualistic that will help bring your body stimulation level back down. Back down. Yeah. So those are some, you know, and lay off the caffeine at night because that will oh, definitely yeah, interrupt definitely. sleep. Absolutely. And alcohol interrupts sleep, too. And a lot of people are telling me, oh, well, when I drink, I can fall asleep. Yes, you can, but you're going to wake up in about two hours and you're probably not going to go back down very easily. Oh, really? It's a disruptive to okay. sleep. So no alcohol to go to sleep. <laughs> right. And that's probably a common problem across America. Well, true, it is. And that's what a common solution because that it works for a little bit. Um, but it's not a it's not a long term thing. So, kind of going back to those long term effects, short term memory loss, and this is something that oh, that's is interesting. Big. Wow. So what happens is is we become forgetful. You know, where you know we have difficulty to focus and concentrate on we in the moment what we're doing, what's going on because so, we have a program running on the backside, right? The brain's going around the backside, thinking, oh, well, what if you can't pay this bill? What if this is going to happen? What if your kid gets hit? What if this happens? Let me give you an example. I was in Staples today about a problem on my computer, and there was a lady in front of me, and the guy said, look at your tablet. Look at all these windows that are still open. And there was tons of them. And she goes, well, I didn't think I needed to shut them down. And so he said, this is why your tablet's not running right. So it's the same thing. Too many windows are open. Too many windows open. We do that in our we do that in our lives. And so when you don't remember where right. you put the keys or you can't find this or you can't find that, it's because you're not focusing. You're not focusing and, and you're thinking on this other stuff and stressing. And so your body, your brain has a hard time writing those new memories effectively where you can get them. Right. So that's why you lose memory concentration because your brain is just so focused on this worry and this anxiety that's going on. This is such a good informative show, Dr. Angel, and so important. People need this information. I mean, seriously. I don't think we think about this. We we feel the effects of worry and stress in our lives and anxiety, but we don't realize that we're leaving all these, say, tabs or windows open. Right. And they're still trying to process the information in the background of our minds. So right? we need to start closing some tabs. And We've got we're going to learn, you know, next week when obviously this is, we're going to be boiling Oh, yeah, over, we're not done today. We're going to yeah. learn some wonderful, great strategies, that, things that you can do yourself 
to help start reversing some of the things that's happening to our brain and learning some new ways of coping and handling anxiety to where we can shut that part of our brain to where it needs to be for emergencies. Wow. So we've got some answers. We do. We've been presenting the problem tonight, but really, this is a pretty important topic. It's a pretty complex one, too. Yes. And I know I've been very clinical, and I apologize if anybody's felt it's overclinical. No, don't apologize, because I think that knowing how our body reacts is going to help us understand the, the very big importance of getting this under control in each of our lives and stop the worry cycle get off of that roller coaster or that you know ferris wheel where we just keep going around and around and doing the same things expecting different results so we are not going to do that we are going to take your advice dr angel we want to hear from you audience and all you have to do is text us at 727-888-4171 or write us an email a lot of people prefer the email because you can tell a lot more so goyard2014 at gmail.com one more time goyard2014 at gmail.com it's 2014 because that's when we started the show last september we're 11 months into it and we're almost going to have an anniversary here soon doctor we will this is exciting almost one year so this show is all about worry and we will catch you next week and we would love to hear from you during the week goyard2014 at gmail goyard2014.org is our website go there and listen to some of these shows maybe that you've missed Final thought, Dr. Angel Falzoni. Stay tuned and join us next week as we go through some great techniques. Techniques and strategies to improve your life. Coming next week on Go Yard with Mama Mac and Dr. Angel. Woo, it's been fun. It has. See you next week, Doctor. Good night. See you.